welcome back to Crushing On Podcast. We are talking about Barbie this week and we have a great collection of women with us today. Um, I'm going to introduce you one by one and then just say hi or whatever you want to say. But <laughs> um, Aisha, welcome to the welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> hi, Barbie. <laughs> Somebody was going to tell you. <laughs> and uh, welcome back, Gob. Gob, your, na- your, your name rhymes with Barbie. Oh, don't. Uh, uh, childhood <laughs> of people calling me Barbie. I just realized that. <laughs> so, welcome yes. back, Gobby. <laughs> and welcome back, Insani. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> so, um,. It's great having you girls here, this or women here this week. Um, like, you know, special mention, Gabi wrote the wonderful review of Barbie for Channel 24. And Kinsani is a lovely Swan Lake Barbie cosplayer. So <laughs> just special mention. Um, but yeah. So guys, tell me what made you, what made you initially want to watch Barbie? I don't know who wants to go first. Um, uh, I can go. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been a, a long time Barbie fan. Like since I was a kid, I watched. Actually, to this day, I've seen every single of the animated movies. So from Nutcracker to Swan Lake uh, to Fashion Fairy Tale to the recent ones. Um, big fan of that cinematic universe. Big fan of the lore. Um, I used to also collect like all the Barbie books they used to release with the dolls as well. Um, <laughs> so I'm a big fan of like just Barbie cinema. Um, so obviously the chance to see this live action was like absolute dream. Like couldn't wait to see where they would uh, take my favorite character slash actress slash fairy slash mermaid slash doctor slash <laughs> slash slash. <laughs> yeah, and you, Gabi? Um, so I'm a I'm a Barbie convert, shall we say? I actually. <laughs> I was very anti-Bobby growing up, but I don't know. I think for me, like, you know, you heard her, there was the Barbie movie coming out and then you hear Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig's attached. And I think that's what got me like a little bit excited for it. And then the first look of Margot Robbie as Barbie, and I was in love. I was just like, this looks fantastic just from that one picture. And yeah, and the hype just been building, and I, and I, for the first time in my life, basically, I have willingly have pink in my closet. Um, so yeah, I don't. It's interesting how how captivated I was with this movie, especially like leading up to it and like following everything, and was just so obsessed with everything behind the scenes as well. Um, and you, Aisha. Same. I also suddenly have pink in my closet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer and being like, this is my Joker. <laughs> so um, um, I was excited purely because of the nostalgia that it would bring me. I had a lot of Barbies growing up. I had a lot of clothes for the Barbies, furniture for the Barbies, shoes for the Barbies. So and like also seeing the behind the scenes and how they incorporated how you play with the Barbie and all of that into the actual film, that made me very, very excited. So 
I was very, very excited to see how Miss Gerwig was going to bring that to life. Mm. I, for me, this was like my dream. Like I've always, I've always been a big Barbie fan. Like um, I was, I had, I had like Barbie comics that um, my sister used, well, she was traveling in America and she used to bring it back for me. And I was so excited and obviously I had the dolls and everything and like um, the clothes, but I, Oh, my mom didn't see the point in buying clothes all that often. So I used to like just take scraps of material and just like make everything a boob tube dress. My Bobby had so many boob tube dresses. <laughs> I was like, and, and I was, and yeah, I've been following the news of this film for like a while since, you know, Diablo Cody was attached to it. And, you know, you know it was announced they were going to make it. And I've been waiting and waiting and just everything has just been leading up to this moment. So I... You know, I think, you know, 90% of my... Uh, opposite to you guys, not, oh, well, Gabi and Aisha, 90% of my cupboard is pink. So, <laughs> for me, <laughs> me dressing up for Oppenheim is a problem. But, um, <laughs> I don't have that problem. Yeah, my wardrobe is an Oppenheim wardrobe. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm um, a, a diehard fan. I'm so excited for this. So, I wanted to ask you guys, like... Um, I think okay, we, 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 we covered this already about like what the history of your connection to Barbie is. So going into this knowing what your history is and what you initially felt, what did you think about the film? I think let's go in the same direction we were going before and start with you, Kinsani. Um and just like when you stepped out of the cinema, what you what were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was really a fun movie. So, like, I'm going to also preface this by saying that, like, I never really care about a movie being, like, good or deep or <laughs> meaningful. I care about having fun. If I'm going to go to the cinema, like, I want to laugh. I want to go for, what is it? What is it? Was, I think it was a Martin Scorsese said the Avengers movies are, like, roller coasters. Like, that's what I want out of a movie <laughs> experience. And I think Bobby really delivered on that, which I'm really glad with because I was very worried that it was either going to be trying too hard to be some edgy like subversive um subverting your expectations take on this and it's like no it needs to be campy it needs to be girly mm -hmm. and i was very happy with that on most fronts i did find a lot of the the feminism quote unquote like a little tiring but it's also like yeah it's gonna be in the barbie movie and um <laughs> that's okay i think the amount of message and meaning they had was fair enough there was always going to be a bit of that um i think i'm happy i'm personally happy they didn't have they didn't attempt to go all that much deeper than that or have some you know the next second sex or something mm -hmm. like i think it's okay to have a silly girly movie with a few interesting points even if some of them are a bit corny or a bit um try hard i think the most important thing was that it was fun the music was great um i also felt like it was a ken movie more than anything <laughs> Which I'm not too mad at, but that was a very interesting way to take it, and I did enjoy that. And you, Gobi? For me, I was just very surprised about the craftsmanship. It was from a from a from a filmmaking perspective, it's just beautiful. It is one of the most stunning films seen in a while, um, you know. And it gives you it had that like classic old Hollywood to it, mm. almost like that the sets. And, you know, the Ken uh, musical number, it was just so cool. And 
I was I felt like I was transported into a different world, and I was also very happy that they didn't spend that much time in the real world. Like most of it was in the Barbie land. I think I would have been a bit upset if it was most of the real world. I think they got they were it was enough there to you know like get get you into it and make it feel like something realistic. But for me, I love the messages. I think it was so powerful and it just kind of said a lot of things that have been difficult to articulate, especially in terms of, you know, feminism and the whole girl boss mentality. I think it tackled that quite hectically. But I also feel like this movie was made for millennial women. <laughs> like we all grew up with that issue with body image issues, feeling like we're not enough. And I feel like I'm so happy for the Gen Z's. There's still so much to go through and but I feel like they don't they don't have to deal with some of that stuff that we had to deal with growing up that was really hectic, um, especially coming from mm. magazines and, you know, peer pressure and stuff just all around you. It's all about your, what you look like. And that fact about Margot Robbie feeling like she's not pretty enough to be a Barbie, to be who she is, I felt that was, for me was very impactful. Mm. And you, Aisha? Um, visually and production-wise, I thought it was stunning. That was really, it was really beautiful, really amazing. I think they did that really well. I could see the research and the, I could see that the team that made this, they had fun making this stuff. Like I could, I could see that. Like, um, in terms of like the actual <laughs> movie, um, I didn't enjoy the themes that they were trying to pull off. It was giving 2014 Tumblr feminism. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt thematically there were too many things um, that were trying to be said, whether it was the feminism and the patriarchy, whether it was loss of girlhood, whether it was like the mother-daughter themes. It, there was just too much happening all at once for me and I didn't know where to put my focus. Um, and then I felt like every time there was a theme that was trying to be told, it was mansplained to the audience. And I don't know whether that was done on purpose, whether they were trying to do that in an OTT way, because the movie was OTT and in a good way. Um, I just felt that the themes were all over the place and it, it made me irritated. <laughs> um, and... The movie felt, there were certain parts that felt too binary, like why, um, why in the end did the Kins have to have nothing and the Barbies get to have everything <laughs> if we were talking about feminism? <laughs> I don't know. It just, maybe I think too much, but <laughs> um, yeah. So I d overall, I like... Um, the the writing pissed me off, um, but the production and the fun of it, it was still a joy to watch and I still laughed and I still had a good time watching it. But yeah, the writing irritated the living daylights out of me. Okay. I love, I love a, little, um, a little difference of opinion. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not going to join your, your train, but um, when I came out, I was like, this is, I'm so happy. This is all I needed in this world. <laughs> I'm exactly the audience for this shit. Um, 
you you don't need to do much to please me um but yeah i came out there i was like i was first i didn't know how to feel because i didn't i felt very emotional watching it and i didn't expect that because i expected to go in and laugh I ex- like you know i'd seen the clips online mm. as much as i tried not to watch it i'd seen the trailers and i was like you know i'm gonna laugh i'm gonna have a good time this is gonna be fun and silly i didn't expect to feel so sad and when i came out i was a little bit like I- i'm not comfortable with these feelings because this is not what i expected to feel but i mean the more time went on and the more i like i thought about it again and again and again the more i i really started to like the film and sort of like what it's saying um no but i i mean there's some okay we we will talk about this more but i mean there's some things in where i do agree with you aisha i do think that there was a lot going on sometimes and a lot of things weren't easily explained but um but yeah so you know you know even like even you aisha was there a scene or a moment in the film that resonated you resonated with you and was like you know this is something i'm going to take away from this experience so kinsani you want to go first um i do think about that scene when the the kens initially take over and you know the bobbies are kind of brainwashed and they're busy trying to like oh my god girl what's happened to you and i think uh, i think it was the one the the doctor physicist bobby and she was like it's so nice to not have to think for a second it's um <laughs> I'm really enjoying this actually. for my brain. Like, yeah, and I was like that's actually really real. Sometimes it it's so annoying to like be a full person all the time. Like I would love to switch off my brain. <laughs> like, I thought that was very nice. I wish they did um maybe speak a bit more about that like what you know that kind of also was like oh there is something a bit dark to this Barbie land like why are these girls so stressed out? Um, that really, I really like that a lot. Because yeah, sometimes you really do just want to switch off. I think it's like I, you don't want to be a physicist all the time or a Nobel Prize winner all the time. Um, also, another thing I, I really connected with was when um, America Ferrer's daughter was calling Barbie a fascist, uh, <laughs> and Barbie's crying like I don't run the, I don't even control the railways. And I was like, I just feel like that's exactly how. Like, even I'm sure I can probably catch myself sounding sometimes when I'm criticizing something. Like, you're calling a doll a fascist. Like, <laughs> I really like that. I was like, that was just like, just a moment for me to be like, oh, is this play about me? Like, yeah. <laughs> and you, Gobi? Um, well, there's so many moments, it's hard to pick one. Because um, I've, I've seen it twice. And when you were talking about, you know, being emotional, I, th- I got really emotional the second time. I think the first time there was just so much. And then the second time I got to like focus a lot more on those aspects. And I think it's like the scene where she says, can we do spoilers? Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, spoilers. <laughs> okay. Um, where she says is, um, you know, she accepts a life with death at the end. And I think Margot delivered it so beautifully. You know, it's like this look, it's not just like happy, it's like mixing happy and sad. And I think that was for me such a powerful moment. And then I think with Ken, where he says, doesn't feel good, does it? When she, when he's like taking over and stuff. And again, Brian Gosling just acting nailed that's that delivery so perfectly i don't it's 
you can see the hurt. It's not that it's not just funny. I think that's what I liked about Barbie. There's so many funny parts like this. I think it was the Ken fight scene, the big fight scene. I think I laughed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Um, but there was these moments where you know these actors like insane talent just like shine through with their with their delivery. New Asia. Um, you know the scene where she's sitting on the bench and she's trying to tune into the, her player's memory. Mm. I really, I really like that. Maybe because I played with my Barbie so hard. <laughs> um, I, I, I felt that, and I, I think I, I resonate in with in all the messages that were trying to be told. I resonated more with the her becoming a human or trying to become a human or tapping into her feelings. I thought that was the strong one of the stronger things that were trying to be said. And then also where the line humans are not forever our ideas are. Mm. Because mm. the idea of Barbie is great and the things that they try to say with Barbie is great. And yeah, like that. I was mute. just thinking now as you <laughs> as you were talking um I was just like uh, oh, the the line where they were like um with the lady who created Barbie Ruth Handler or whatever when she comes out in Barbie land and they're like yeah her um her ghost keeps her office on the whatever floor and I was like what and they said it so casually it was so funny um <laughs> um for me you know, I, as you were talking and I was like, I wrote these questions, but I did not, I couldn't think of what my answer would be. But I think for me, what, what resonated the most was, was Gloria, the um, America Ferreira character, like going back and playing with her toys. Like for me, that's literally how I do things. If I'm completely stressed, I need to do something childlike. I need to, to play The Sims. I need to... Um, to to i don't know call in or do something that that's going to remind me of a sort of like i suppose a time when you felt safe or you felt less lonely or something like that and for her you know this mo the playing with the dolls with her daughter is that time and yeah i just that like you you never see that shit you never see people like actually doing these kind of like somewhat shameful somewhat embarrassing things that we do and making it sort of like okay um, but like harmless, I don't mean like problematic, embarrassing things, but yeah. So I think for me, that's, <laughs> that was like what resonated with me. So, you know, on that point, like there's been a lot of talk online about America Ferreira's monologue, you know, you get like half of the people that are like, <laughs> I, we, I didn't know where Aisha's going to go with this, but <laughs> half of the people were like, oh my word, it changed my life. There's <laughs> no going back from this and other people are like it's the worst thing i've ever heard so i mean i just want to say like when i watched it the entire sin because i went to the girls only screening so the entire cinema was silent and i was like this is weird <laughs> um like uh like just they were all listening and they were like laughing and making a noise for every little thing so i just i thought that was interesting but what was your perception or what did, how did you feel about the monologue Kinsani, you go. Um, I think 
one i think she performed it really well like mm-hmm. i enjoyed the, i think i i also had the same experience in my cinema where like everyone was wrapped she had the attention of like the entire cinema like yeah i was ears open like sitting up great she did that she pulled that really well um i just feel like but i guess it also depends where you're coming from but like i think maybe when you're terminally online it feels very okay yeah we've heard this one before i think Mm. there's a million tumblr posts we could all reference (laughs) that have the same vibe talking about the the many difficult uh contradictions that you as a woman have to embody um which is cool that's fine um (laughs) but i think also for a lot of people that is revolutionary and i'm not gonna fault them for that i think some people are never in the kind of spaces where they get to interact with that kind of information a lot. And I think it's very nice that you got to see it in a Barbie movie and then it shortly followed uh, by a scene where they make fun of the Godfather and stuff. So like, that's good for me. And I think if that's like someone's first approach to that sort of concept, like I think that's not, it's pretty harmless in that sense. But yeah, I won't lie. Me and my friends all did kind of roll our eyes a little bit at that, um, but she did it really well though. I will give her that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you in terms of, you know, we think that, you know, oh, this is like very typical feminism 101 stuff. But I think sometimes people forget there's a lot of people who aren't exposed to this, who, especially younger, like young girls, maybe some kids. And who knows, America always sounds like a wasteland in terms of that kind of thing. Um and if you're not chronically online, then you're not, you don't deal with this stuff as much. And so I think in that regard, that's, I think that's who she, uh, Gerwig was writing for, who she was aiming it at. She wanted to kind of give a chance to people who aren't exposed to it to, you know, grapple with it. And yeah, and I don't mind it. I don't hate it. I think for me, the most powerful section in that monologue is at the end where she says, um to to barbie is like you know you're just a and if all of this is upsetting a doll who's only representing a woman i think that for me was like the the line um you know it's like even just the representation of women it has like wrapped up in all these issues you know we 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 can't escape it (laughs) in a way even in a toy (laughs) aisha you ready Yes, I am. No, I agree with you guys that um, this was written for an audience that aren't exposed to chronically online opinions. But as a chronically online person, it pissed me the fuck off. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, (laughs) um, I think, but Gerwig does a um, white woman feminism speech in all of her movies. So when I heard it start, I just switched off. I was just like, I don't feel like listening to this right now. Um, Because it just feels like it caters to a specific idea of what um, feminism is and what a woman is and what it should be. And I don't identify with it at all. So that's why it irritates me. But like you guys said, there are people who aren't exposed to these ideas at all. And it's very important that people do hear it in some way or form. So, yeah, still irritated me though. (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting that it's like, it's in probably the biggest movie of the year. I mean, we can't say that yet, but I mean, it probably might, it probably will be. But I mean, that all these people are going out and they're seeing this, which I think is, is quite empowering. Like, even if the speech itself is not it, I think that, you know, 
the message will come across in some way. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I can't remember most of it. But, like, the parts that did hit me, hit me. And and I think that, you know, like, I think that maybe that's why they made it so with different sections. So that there's something for everybody. And there's, you know, I don't know. Um, another, like, complaint that I saw quite a bit online was that people were, say, were complaining the, about the fact that Barbie was um, not accessible for children. It was, I think it's PG-13. So children couldn't go watch that. So what is your thoughts on that? Do you think that they should have allowed children to watch it? Do you think it's not a movie for children? Do you think that... I mean, I, 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 wanna, I don't want to prompt any of you, but I mean, the film made like lots and lots of money without the need of children. So <laughs> maybe... Does it okay? I'm, I'm gonna leave this open. Does anyone have want to comment about this? You don't all have to. Um, I will. Um, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, I personally think that kids can watch it. That's my maybe my controversial opinion. I except for like the random like motherfucker that was brilliant. Um, I feel. As a ten-year-old, even I think can go watch mm. it. Um, there's not sexually explicit stuff, um, which is for me the biggest thing with the age restriction. If there's not sexually explicit stuff, go I'm for it. Not very violent. Yeah, like exactly. Like there's no <laughs> blood. It's like I think for like on the tier of where if a movie is too hectic for a kid, it language is like really low on the level because half the time they don't even get that, and I feel. I would have loved it as a 10 year old, even though I was very anti Barbie and very anti pink and not really in that thing. I would have loved seeing that film as a 10 year old. I think there's so many things that you might not grasp initially, but it, it will open some doors for you. And I think mothers sitting with the, with the girls watching it, I think would also help with maybe some conversations that you're struggling to have with them about, you know, life like i think it's a good intro mood like intro to feminism intro to understanding being a woman in this world and yeah i i don't think it's not for kids <laughs> i think kids can watch it <laughs> yeah i also will say i think it's um like i think there's also been a huge lack of like uh pre-teen teen media as well which i think this movie kind of fits into and i think it's like, I think it's really okay if a 10-year-old couldn't watch it, um, even though I agree with you. Like, they definitely could see that. Like, there's nothing that bad. But I think I think it is also nice to actually have a movie that it's, like, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds. I don't think they get as much media as they used to. Um, but, yeah, again, nothing really violent or um, sexually explicit. And I think it's okay to sometimes have some movies for, like, people in puberty, adolescents and adults. Um, and also, there's so much Barbie movie media for kids, like, the entire thing is for children. I think they'll be fine <laughs> without this one thing. Yeah, and all like the I think the the jokes that they that that are like too advanced, they won't get anyway. So it's like when we watch movies now that we used to watch when we were kids, we were like, oh, did I did I exactly. watch that? Exactly. <laughs> also, like people underestimate how cognitively able kids are. Like, oh yeah. A twelve-year-old, an eleven-year-old, they would totally understand everything that is going on in that movie. Like, mm. and they'd enjoy it as well. They'd enjoy the songs. They'd enjoy the musical numbers. They'd enjoy visually what it is because it's still a fun movie. Mm. So. 
don't know. So, what do you guys have any last minute Barbie thoughts? So, things that made you laugh, things that you we haven't covered yet in the podcast that you want to talk about or discuss because we can free talk. You can talk. We can talk amongst each other now. So. Can I float a random idea? Yeah. Or I thought I had, I thought this is where they were going with the movie. Um, you know, towards the end, um, they've just sort of taken down the Mojo Dojo Casa house. Um, the Barbies have reinstated the constitution, right? And then Ken is like having a meltdown. Um, and then they've kind of been speaking about death quite a bit at this point. And I really thought everyone was going to kill themselves. And I kind of <laughs> wish someone killed themselves. <laughs> it just seemed like either like, Either Ken should have killed himself when he was about to like jump off, I think would have been really interesting. Or Barbie, like as you say earlier, like her talking about like I can accept a life with death. Like, yeah, why not die? I thought that's <laughs> why yeah, not I just, die? Like, I was, I was <laughs> the lack of death in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but Ken, I, I, I agree with die. you. Yeah. <laughs> like like no dad, no, you see you're so serious because they were talking about death the whole time. Why didn't why didn't somebody kindle themselves? Like yeah, Come on. like that seemed like that would have been a really powerful message. Like, here's an idea. We talk about ideas being forever. Bobby's like, I don't want to just be an idea. So, like, let's die. Let's <laughs> just like die. <laughs> let's just die. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we can all agree we want that hoodie that Ken had at the end. Yeah, I'm kidding. Like, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, when I saw it, I was instantly. I, I need. Just... I need this hoodie. <laughs> I've I've made it. There's a whole wardrobe actually. I made a T-shirt with it for someone. So. I'm Knuff. <laughs> oh wow! Nice. I love it. You you didn't enjoy the movie, but you 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 made that merch. I did. I really did make the merch. It's on my Twitter. You guys can go look. <laughs> but I, I think for me also, what this movie highlighted is I think for a long time, and like I love Marvel. I will, mm. I will die on the Marvel Hill, but I feel like female audiences have been ignored for quite a long time in terms of, you know, it's like the prestige films, the, the, the big blockbuster, like women wise, mm. it's been not that women audience, a feminine audience hasn't been the market for a very long time. And I feel like Barbie hopefully might shift that a bit, you know, I'm not just calling it rom-coms. I'm just thinking, you know, like, the idea of a blockbuster geared towards feminine audience. It was, um, it, and, and like, it was such a fun experience. I also think like, you know, seeing everybody dressed in pink, like, you know, just, yeah. I've never seen that happen before. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the, the last time for me was Harry Potter when the Harry Potter movies, your people would, like come with their robes and their like every everything <laughs> i feel like that's the last time i've seen such like a dress-up situation for movies or maybe like black panther yes yeah, black panther yes. Also had, yeah. yeah that was very cool i like <laughs> yeah the marketing on that is so so crazy wow like mm. yeah did you hear it was like something and like 150 they... million dollars and they've already made their bet it has to be more than that <laughs> And they've already, yeah, they've already made the marketing budget back. They've already made the um, the amount of film costs back. So, like, it was worth it in the end. Yeah. Um, but they knew it. Yeah, next is the Barney movie. But I think they knew it. They knew it was going to, like, it's good. Mm. Like, they also knew it. You can sense in the marketing 
especially if you look at like Warner Brothers when like with the Flash and the bomb, they knew it wasn't good. They didn't put in the effort <laughs> that they did, and I feel like yeah, they knew what they had with Barbie, and that's why they went all out and Mattel as well. Also, oh, that's the other thing, Mattel. I am impressed with the freedom they gave Gerwig in many things. Yes, yes. That was very surprising. I didn't think it would be that free. So, yeah, I did. did so what, now she this, did it. <laughs> the CEO of Mattel looks like Will Ferrell. Yes, I saw a photo of him the other day. Oh my goodness. And she was like, whoa. Oh, you guys were you guys were like, yeah, let's go. We're for real about this. Like, make any joke you want. I I loved how they characterized those suits. And when I say suits, the the boardroom of men. Yeah. That was that was hilarious to me how silly and stupid they were because that's how that's how people that's how men in the boardroom behave. Mm. They all repeat each other and they um Yeah, yeah. they what did, what did they beat each other off? Yeah. Beat each other off. Why don't we ever just tickle each other, guys? <laughs> I think we all need to go. I think the favorite music is the bicycle. All of them on the like, yes. bicycle. like <laughs> visually, that was masterful. The black suit yeah. and the pig. I was like, beautiful, stunning. <laughs> oh no, that was brilliant. Any any other last thoughts before before we wrap it up? I mean, I could go on forever about the production design. Like, you know, when she they, when they tried to put her in the box and that little wire thing, yes. they were trying to handcuff mm. her. Damn. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just, I also you know, like how much of a soundstage movie it was. Like, mm. minimal CGI. Um, I really enjoy that. Like, pure just soundstage film. Like, you can you really feel like it's all shot in one place. Like, that was actually very nice to see. I haven't seen that in a minute. Very enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, oh, it was stunning. I just want a full-length documentary about behind yeah. the scenes. That's all I want. Just watch that. With Greater Gerwig. Yeah, no, commentary. 100%. I feel like they must have made that. They I'm must sure have. they did. I am certain. Yeah. But, um, okay, uh, maybe you guys can help me. So I'm trying to understand. So when you buy, when a Barbie's on the shelf, like in the shops, and you buy that Barbie, does that mean that Barbie then goes to Barbie land? There's like a Barbie land version <laughs> of that Barbie. Or is every Barbie that ever exists in Barbie land or only the ones that are currently in play? Well, they have the discontinued ones. So I assume it's everybody. But somebody obviously made. owns those. Yeah. But somebody owns those discontinued Barbies. Oh. So, um, <laughs> Mm, I love this. Let's 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 tear apart the law. Called Ricky from the sixties. <laughs> I think it's it looks like it's, it's one Barbie who gets played by with multiple players to her. And I guess the one with the strongest like uh essence dripping into the dolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying that there's like one stereotypical Barbie and everyone who has a stereotypical Barbie. Is yeah. In... Oh, okay, I get that. Because else there would have been I, I mean, 20 more. I imagine that's how it has to be. Honestly, I love that they don't... Ex- <laughs> Maybe there's multiple Barbie yeah. lands. <laughs> I love that they don't explain it, to be honest. I think... <laughs> Keep the magic. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I broke my brain trying to figure out the world building and then I because I was doing it in the cinema and I'm like uh-uh, this doesn't make sense and then I just stopped because I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna wreck my brain because I was like nah there's billions of people in the world with a Barbie 
Ah, and there's only one president, Bobby. No. <laughs> mm, more like dictator, Bobby. <laughs> Um, but if you've ever watched the like the animated movies, they also have really weird world building because um, all those first Barbie movies from like the 2000s, like the Nutcracker mm. Swan Lake, mm. um, you find out later that Barbie's like an actress in those movies, right? Which is fine because the premise for those first ones is usually like she's telling a story and then she'll be Rapunzel, etc. Mm. And then you find out in the one movie this whole time in her world, she's been acting in those movies. So in the barbie universe there's a barbie as rapunzel dvd flowing around but then there's also still real fairies and magic so it, it's just yeah like <laughs> it's just like inherent to her whole thing it's very oh, complicated okay. like <laughs> i i love that scene in the boardroom where the employee asks like so is it like an alternate world and they just say yes they just like <laughs> <laughs> It's a town in Sweden. Is it a parallel universe or an alternate world? It's a town in Sweden. <laughs> Imagine you like just rollerblading down that thing and then all of a sudden you're like, why am I on a bike all of a sudden? And why, am I, why am I on a rocket ship? What's going on? But I love it. I'm oh. like, don't care. It's fine. Doesn't make sense. It's a portal <laughs> fantasy. It's a portal yeah. fantasy. It's re- that's, that's the trope. <laughs> And I love that they yeah. didn't actually really explain that either. They didn't explain, like, oh, when Kate McKinnon Barbie was like, oh, you must have done something to open it on outside. And then that person opened it or whatever, on, like Gloria opened it on their side. And then we don't even find out why Barbie opened it. Yeah, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like did... maybe she was already starting... Because she, she mm. goes out about how everything's perfect and it's all fine. And maybe like in the back of her head, like subconsciously, she's just yeah. like, it's the same thing over and over and over. And that's maybe what the, what triggered it. It's like, she's mm. just this constant repetition. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's maybe. going to be so many deep dives on this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so guys, what, okay. Which, which Barbie are you? Which one of them are you? Oof. Um, <laughs> I took a quiz and then it gave me President Barbie and then it also gave me Writer Barbie on another quiz. I see President Barbie for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, at work, I'm I, at work, I'm definitely Dictator Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I want to be Mermaid Barbie. No. <laughs> I want to be Dua Lipa. Oh, Dua Lipa! Yes. I want the colorful hair and live in the sea. <laughs> With, with, with I'm feeling team. I'm I honestly feel like a Ken to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially um Ken's friend, like the little silly one who's just like following him around all the time. Like I I really I really connected with him. Like there's just I just got something about him. Like especially when he gets to get the little fur coat at the end. I'm like that's what I wanted to. Um. <laughs> I liked him. He was so cute. Yeah, he's uh, adorable. Um, and but Michael I love how they, yeah, yeah, Michael. Say, I was just about to say that too. <laughs> I, you know, I love how they say that he was Ken's buddy, whatever. But we never see him and Ken interacting. He just wears all the same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but he was an absolute surprise for me. I didn't think it was gonna be. He was gonna be so funny. Mm. Like, I just thought he would be like a cameo type thing. Yeah, but... I didn't know he'd be have such a big presence but yeah 
It's yeah, a... the real heart of the film. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, um, Alan likes to whatever rub the feet with him, and he's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I do not feel. <laughs> I think for me it's when he said, I can't sit on one more leather couch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a leather couch at home, which I hate. I, I felt so seen. I was like, I hate leather couches. It's so uncomfortable. It's like cold in the winter and like you stick to it in the summer. The brilliant thing is... It also reminds me of Ken crying about the mini fridge and like that the icebox is like the piece of suggestion. Like, that they used to like distract the men with yes like when um like like obviously like the godfather stuff but the Zack snyder whatever i yes. broke i broke when i heard it i was, I was crying every, every film because i'm doing my master's in film and like i'm telling you every mm. film student will die at that line it's so funny <laughs> so funny <laughs> And it's a tour, so you're like, yeah, I'm tired of hearing about Zack Snyder's whatever. Oh, gosh. But no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so, guys, so if, you know, I- I'm going to I'm gonna ask a question to, to Kinsani and Gabi separately to Aisha. So, Kinsani and Gabi, um, if, 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 if somebody enjoyed Barbie like you did, what would you suggest they watch next? And then Aisha, to you I ask, um, you know, if 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 you, what would you suggest somebody watch instead of Barbie, that has maybe the right essence? So, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think just because it's funny, they should definitely watch the Bratz movie. Um, just just for the absolute like contrast in like the amount of care and thought that went into that doll movie um but actually i would suggest watching i don't know if anyone will remember this but the the my scene movies um (laughs) i do not yeah because those are actually like i've rewatched them again they're actually really good they have like some good like grown-up themes um and for anyone who doesn't know this but like my scene were like the uh barb the mattel alternative to brats so they were still shaped like barbies but they were like um you know uh, they dressed in sexy clothes and like they hung out as a cool group of friends and they all had boyfriends like the brats um and they had a bunch of like uh movies there's like one jamming in jamaica my scene goes to hollywood and they talk about like fame and friendship and you know sisterhood and stuff and i think those are actually really fun movies to watch and they're animated very interestingly and it's interesting to i think to see that like compared against barbie and it's like fun and they've got good music um I would say like the classics like Clueless and Mean Girls, you know, mm. definitely has that Barbie energy for me, um, especially like costumes and like, you know, pink and so on. Um, but if you're looking for, ironically, a Zack Snyder movie is Sucker Punch <laughs> because it's also about a group of women in a insane asylum but they have lots of fantastical adventures as they try and escape the insane asylum lots of cool costumes lots of cool music it's a bit on the dark side because it's snyder but you know i think it's a it's a good a good follow-up to barbie if you want to watch 
women kick ass in cool outfits. I love the contrast of Insane Asylum and then Barbie Land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Aisha? Um, I just want to say I, I was obsessed with my scenes. My scenes were... <laughs> I have the my scenes. And I second can... Superior. I second Ken Sani's recommendation of the my scenes movie, movies. They were incredible. <laughs> um... But um, if Barbie is not to your taste and you feel like you won't enjoy Barbie, then go watch Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and then go watch the first one. There, it has incredible themes about friendship and family and finding yourself. And also the animation is just incredible. And also it's like packed with memes. It's so <laughs> funny and it's so enjoyable. And yeah, I really enjoyed that. So. I still haven't seen that. To be honest, oh, I like it's cool, and I've seen the first one a million times, and oh, like the soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> the second one is amazing. Also, what's interesting for me, the second one is, what? When's the last time you watched a film with a cliffhanger? Oh, yo, yo! Oh, like, we haven't had a cliffhanger like that in ages. Yo, that's a really good point. <laughs> I was watching it, and then I, afterwards, I was like. I can't remember the last time I'm so excited to watch the next one because of that, you know. And then I think, mm. actually, like I think I feel like almost uh, Infinity War was maybe the last big cliffhanger. Mm. Like mm. the cinema screamed. I went on opening night. The cinema like literally like stood up and screamed. <laughs> so oh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, I need to make a plan to watch that. Yeah. For me, I'm um, if you like like colorful things. Movies that are colorful and very like Barbie aestheticish. My one of my favorite movies is "But I'm a Cheerleader." Um, it's obviously so a, good. A lot more gay than than Barbie, but um, it's got it's got similar vibes. I don't I don't know how to say it. Other than the color scheme, it's got like how do I uh, similar vibes to the film, like the way that they act and the way they talk and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that'll be my suggestion. Uh, it's a 90s film but yeah thank you guys so much for for joining us on the show um it was a lovely chat and yes bobby's currently in cinemas that's all from me this week if you'd like to support the podcast you can go to patreon.com slash crushing on pod where you can get some bonus content in exchange for a monthly financial subscription to catch us on social media, you can find me at Karen Walby on Instagram and at Karen Walby's with an S on Twitter. The podcast can be found at Crushing on Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. You can find more information about this and all our other episodes at our website, crushingonpodcast.com and send any feedback to mail at crushingonpodcast.com. The show is produced by me, Karen, Rebecca Barches, and Leanne Philipson. Our logo was designed by Nathifa Maruf. If you like the show, tell everyone that you can, any way that you can. Keep up to date with all our episodes by subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate and review the episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as it helps others find the show. We'll be back soon with another in-depth conversation. See you then. Thank you.